This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders on this blessed eve of our Savior's birth. This is the season of the year where the emphasis is on giving and receiving gifts. It is a fun time, but are we missing something in this activity? Let's talk about it more in today's message. What to give the one who has it all? You. Merry Christmas! Today we're going to answer the question, what do you give the one who has it all? I hope you'll stay with us as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, our newborn King. Let's pray. Almighty God, you made that first holy night shine with the brightness of the true light, Jesus Christ. Thank you for stepping into our sinful world to rescue us. May our praise this day be pleasing to you as we celebrate the birthday of our Savior, Lord, and King. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from Matthew chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet Micah. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly, and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may too come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Dear friends, two young boys were spending the night at their grandparents' house. And at bedtime, they knelt down beside their bed to say their prayers. When the youngest one began praying at the top of his lungs, I pray for a new bicycle. I want a new computer game. I pray for a new basketball. The older brother leaned over and nudged the younger one and said, Why are you shouting your prayer? God is not deaf. 
To which the little brother replied, No, but Grandma is, and she hasn't done her Christmas shopping yet. That little boy's just trying to help his grandma out, isn't he? With her shopping, because he knows how we grandparents delight in giving our grandchildren what they want. As you know, there is a big emphasis on giving and receiving gifts during Christmas. It, it can be a fun and delightful experience as gifts are exchanged between loved ones. We'll do it at my home this evening and a little bit the next morning as well. I'm sure many of you are doing the same thing. question I have is, are we missing something? I'd like to invite you to use your imagination with me for a few seconds. Imagine a birthday party being held in your honor. All your friends show up with gifts in hands. They say happy birthday to you as they come in the door, and then they, they even sing it to you later on. But then they give their presents to one another and not to you. I wonder how that would feel. Yet that's Christmas. We give gifts to everyone but Jesus, don't we? But I don't think it's too late for us to consider what this birthday boy might want for Christmas. For his birthday. What do you suppose he'd like? When my children were young, we'd bake a cake and we would sing happy birthday to Jesus and have a devotion, but we never took it beyond that on Christmas Eve. We never got around to putting a gift under the tree for him of some sort. Looking back, I wish we had. And yet Jesus got gifts on his first birthday. Great gifts. Gifts fit for a king. Lavish, extravagant gifts. And he was honored and treated like royalty. Why? Because he was. And he is. Royalty. He deserved that kind of special attention that he got from those wise men. And he still does. After all, look at the gift he's given us, what he's done for us. Jesus, the Son of God, entered our world, leaving behind the majesty and glory of heaven and became one of us in order to rescue us. He is God's gift to you and me. John 3.16 says it so well. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You see, humanity was lost in our sinfulness. There was no way out, separated from God by our disobedience. The wages of sin is death, and there was not a blasted thing we could do about it to save ourselves. We were, what John says, we were perishing. But while we were still sinners, Jesus stepped into our world. He entered our world. He humbled himself, being born as a human being, a helpless little baby. He grew up, and in adulthood, he emptied himself out totally for us, ultimately giving his life to save us. He laid down his life to redeem us from our sin and give us eternal life. At the cross, ultimately, our sin was paid for by Jesus the Son of God. He cried out in his last breath, It is finished. 
It was not a cry of resignation. It was a cry of mission accomplished because those words mean paid in full. Sin had been paid for in full by Jesus Christ. And God raised him up from the dead, conquering death. And he was exalted as well. He sits at the right hand of God the Father. Listen to this reading. The Lord Jesus Christ, whom we exalt at Christmas, is not just a baby in a manger. He's not a character in a children's story. He's far more. The first time he came, he came veiled in the form of a child. The next time he comes, and we believe it will be soon, he will come unveiled, and it will be abundantly and immediately clear to all the world just who he really is. The first time he came, a star marked his arrival. The next time he comes, the whole heavens will roll up like a scroll, and all the stars will fall out of the sky, and he himself will light it. The first time he came, wise men and shepherds brought him gifts. The next time he comes, he will bring gifts, rewards for his own. The first time he came, there was no room for him. The next time he comes, the whole world will not be able to contain his glory. The first time he came, only a few attended his arrival, some shepherds and some wise men. The next time he comes, every eye shall see him. The first time he came as a baby, soon he will come again as sovereign king and Lord. Because of what Jesus has done for us, the door to an eternal, saving, personal relationship with God was opened up to us. Amazing grace happened that first Christmas when Jesus was born. This was the beginning of a rescue mission. I hope you know that you and I have been loved big time. I hope also that you have received that gift of salvation, that you have held out those empty hands of yours and and received what God wants you to have, eternal life, that you taste of his precious grace and experience a new life. And when you've tasted of that grace in your life, then a question is going to arise within that grateful heart of yours. What can I give to Jesus who gave his all for me? So what do we give the one who has it all? You might be wondering, has it all? What do you mean by that? Well, Scripture tells us that God has placed all things under Jesus' feet. That image is taken from when kings of old would have a footstool made and have the symbols of the conquered enemies engraved in them for him to rest his feet upon, all things placed under his feet. These wise men from the Far East help us out with the question, what do you give? We don't know much about them. Matthew refers to them as magi, which could have been pagan astrologers or political officials from the courts of Parthia or Armenia, regions east of Judea. It doesn't really matter, I guess. It's what they did in response to the birth 
of Jesus Christ. They came to him. When Jesus was born, you see, they observed this mysterious star shining brightly. And as they began to study it, look around, read, research, they, they came to the conclusion that it was a sign that the Jewish Messiah, a king, was born. And they wanted to come and pay homage to him and honor him. So they came. They got on their camels or whatever they were riding. And they took a journey following the star for many months. Maybe a year, maybe over a year. Where they finally ended up in Judea. They stopped in Jerusalem on on their search for this newborn king, and they discovered there a prophecy from the book of Micah that some shared with them, that the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem a few miles down the road from Jerusalem. So they hit the road again, and the star reappeared and led them right to the spot where Jesus was. And as they entered in, they knew how to act when they got there. They knew that they were in the presence of royalty, a king. They bowed before him in worship, and they gave him their best. Not just some token leftovers, they gave gifts fit for a king. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Some scholars have pointed out that gold was, of course, a very precious, valuable gift that only royalty could possess. And frankincense was something that was uh, an incense that was burned on the altar for the divine. And myrrh was used for embalming. It was a perfume. That maybe these were signs already of what was to come of who this Jesus was. He was a king. He was divine. He was going to be the perfect sacrifice for humanity's sin. Wise men couldn't have known that, but they gave him their best. What does one today give this king? The best thing you can give him is you. He came for you. To you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior. Give him your repentance, which simply means turning around from what you've been doing and surrendering yourself to his kingship means recognizing that you're a sinner who can't make it in this life or the next without Christ. It's to come under his leadership, to follow him instead of your own way. Don't just give him your repentance, you can give him your trust as well, your belief. 
When Jesus announced in his first sermon, the kingdom of God is at hand, as he's pointing to himself, he said, so repent and believe the good news. Believe that he is the son of God who laid down his life to rescue you. That if you were the only person that ever existed in this creation, he came and he gave his life for you. Believe his promises that heaven is a sure thing for the believer in Jesus Christ. And be confident. Trust that he will always be with you and lean upon him. He says, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Know in your heart of hearts that Jesus knows what makes for an abundant life. How about giving him your devotion? Place him at the center of your whole life, not on the fringe. Play out your daily life for an audience of one, Jesus Christ. Study and obey his word. Continue in it, as he says, and make it your aim to please him by living life his way. Not to get him to love you, but because he loves you already and you love him. How about your treasures? Your time, which is so precious. Your financial resources, your energies, your skills. You can give him these as well. Like the hymn says, this could be your prayer. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. And finally, give him your worship. They gave this king from heaven his worth. That's what worship is, giving him his worth. How about you? Will you join me today, right now, in giving him his worth? Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. For he alone is worthy, for he alone is worthy, for he alone is worthy, Christ the Lord. Happy birthday, Jesus. We're so glad that you were born. We'd be lost without you. Would you bow your heads with me and pray? Lord, you are deserving of our thanks, our praise, and trust, and obedience. As we consider what you have done for us through your Son, Jesus, may our lives be a response of total surrender and worship to you, following Jesus the rest of our days. In his precious name we pray. Amen. Now, as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. 
We pray today's message has encouraged you to give Jesus His worth as you place Him at the center of your whole life. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry supported entirely by our listening family. As we reflect on the past year, we express a special thank you to each of you who have sent a financial gift and prayed for our ministry. Both are vital for the important work of the gospel message and opening hearts to the work of the Holy Spirit. Be sure to check us out on our website where you can find both audio and printed versions of today's program and past programs. You can also pass on your request for prayer by our staff and board of directors. Our website address is christiancrusaders.org. And we invite you to find us on Facebook and like our page. If you'd like to help with the financial responsibilities of this ministry, you are encouraged to contact us at Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. We are happy you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota, and Speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 82nd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting. From all of us at Christian Crusaders, we pray you have a blessed Christmas and a happy, healthy New Year.